You're listening to the Sagas and Sass podcast. This episode features audio from a previously aired live video webcast. Welcome to the final episode of Sagas and Sass Season 2. I'm Tara, along with fellow host Nick. Perhaps we will be joined later by our other host, Jonathan. Uh, We're not sure yet. Nami is down for the count with a broken elbow, thanks to my wedding, which is hilarious. (laughs) Um, But anyway, this episode is our sassy and sexy holiday special in which we will cover all aired episodes of the Netflix show Sex Education. If you're watching live, join us in the chat or after the fact, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Sagas and Sass to continue the conversation. And just as a reminder, the views expressed in this show are those of the hosts as individuals and do not necessarily represent, you know, everyone else present on this recording. All right. So if you're watching this um, and don't know what sex education is, I don't know what you're doing here, <laughs> but uh, it is a... British comedy drama series. I I read an article recently that called it like a raunchy feel good series, which I'm not sure I totally agree with like raunchy. I think that that's pushing it a bit, but um, so it is about, uh, well, it's about a whole lot of people really, but it basically (laughs) begins with this kid named Otis who is kind of whatever about sex, uh, both despite and because of his mother being a sex therapist, who's like, she's like super upfront about, all aspects of sexuality and you know so he is kind of whatever about it but then um he runs into the school bully who has just uh, mistakenly taken a whole bunch of viagra and he <laughs> helps him and uh, another student Maeve uh is kind of i think she witnesses it and so this leads to her convincing Maeve convincing otis that they should have a sex advice business in which you know, their fellow students pay them for sex advice, which seems like it's in like so many ways illegal, but you know, whatever, it's British. So, <laughs> um, so a whole bunch happens in the three seasons of this show. And we're just going to kind of, I don't know, not really summarize it or whatever, but there's, there's a lot to talk about, but probably, you know, the most important thing that comes out of it is all of the relationships, both, uh, yeah. both, you know, platonic and, uh, romantic. Actually, really, I think the platonic ones make the show. But um, so, yeah, uh, I, how, I let me ask you, Nick, how did you get into watching this show? And then I'll talk about how I got into it because mine was kind of weird. <laughs> Honestly, I I don't have like a, a good story for it. It was, I think I saw a, a trailer or something for the first season and started watching it when it first came on Netflix and kind of just fell in love with it and have been continuing to watch it through just love it. Yeah, yeah. So I I think I kept I kept seeing it on you know the Netflix like home screen or whatever mm-hmm. or maybe it was suggested to me maybe it wasn't the home screen necessarily and then of course like season three came out but I I knew about it right before season three came out because my uh now officially stepson um <laughs> had been watching it and he was just ranting and raving about how good this show was and how he loved this character and that character and you know I'm just kind of sitting there like taking it all in you know thinking like oh my god my 15 year old my like my 
you know, fiance at the time, this 15 year old kid is watching a show called Sex Education. And he's talking about things. And I'm like, this is, this is, my parents never would have allowed this when I was 15, but you know, not my kids. So watch whatever you want. Um, you know, but then like he just kept talking about it and kept talking about it. And finally he asked if we would sit down and watch some of it with him. And, you know, we we're like, sure, why not? We'll try it out. Uh, and quickly, uh, Dean, uh, his, his dad, my now husband, and I were hooked. Um, I mean, I, I think the first day we watched it, we watched like four episodes on a day where we were supposed to be going somewhere. Um, <laughs> and the only reason we stopped was because we had to go somewhere. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that, that was, that was my story. We actually did, we didn't rush through it though. We, we kind of like spaced it out, um, up until the last, I want to say when we got to the end of season two, it was just, we were so, so hooked that we couldn't, we couldn't stop. Like we were watching I mean, at the end until... of season two, you get the Romeo and Juliet musical. So right. And, and, and the detention girls also, yeah. uh, which was, yeah. which is such a difficult, but really good, you know, I, it wasn't the whole episode, but you know what I mean? Storyline, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I will say like when I first started watching it, I was just like, Dana Scully, what are you yeah. doing? Because oh my God. she really is just so like, whatever about sex. And it's like, I grew up, you know, with Jillian Anderson as Dana Scully. So for me, it was like, what is going on here? Um, I don't think I'll ever get over her as that character. I mean, she's amazing. She's amazing yeah. in the show. But I still feel weird sometimes when I'm like, depending, it, it depends on what she's saying. You know, if, when she's being heartfelt and stuff, it's one thing. But when she's just th doing things like reciting different slang terms for mm -hmm. semen, mm -hmm. it's like, yep. ah, I don't need to hear you say man milk ever again. <laughs> um, <Yep. laughs> and she's the only, I mean, I knew, I guess I knew Asa Butterfield from... Oh, what was he in Ender's Game? Maybe was he in? He was Ender's yes, he Game, was right? Ender, so I, I knew him kind of vaguely from that, yeah. but I didn't really know him otherwise. So it was kind of mm -hmm. she was the only one where I was like, "Ooh, what is happening here? Yeah. I don't know about this." <laughs> Did you only really like name name? Yeah, so you didn't really know anybody, any of the care, yeah. the actors or whatever either. Mm -mm. Nope. Uh, like you, I knew that I had seen Asa Butterfield and something else. And then I looked it up and was like, oh, right. He was an Enderges game. But uh, beyond that, I didn't know anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was only kind of vaguely familiar. I think it took Dean saying something. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. That is that kid. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I saw Enderges game once a billion years ago. Um, so uh, I guess like, I don't know. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to get into like the relationships? I, I feel like getting into like the back and forth between the re relationships and friendships is probably the last thing we should do. Cause there's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess, I guess feelings on what are your feelings on the show as a whole? Like, how did you, how did you, what were you thinking? How did you feel while you were watching it? And like after the third season ended, you know, cause like, I'll be honest, this show brought me to tears and like, both oh, good yeah. like sometimes not great ways but mostly really good ways of like i don't know more times than i can count oh yeah and there's some just like so god like i think about the relationship between mave and her mom and like how much that hurts to watch but how i think well portrayed it is um 
And it's that kind of thing that, you know, even more than the romantic relationships that I think really drew me into the show and made me like, made me fall in love with these characters. Cause I do think it's a pretty, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been a teenager in a long time, but <laughs> I know, right? it, it feels, uh, it feels very realistic, uh, of as a portrayal of teenagers going through some of this stuff and trying to figure out things like what to do about sex when you don't really have a lot of good guidance on that or like how to navigate it or any of those things and so yeah it makes sense that you turn to your classmates and that uh if somebody seems to have a good handle on things and is giving pretty good advice then you're going to go to them and get some answers. Yeah, for me, it was, it's like, it's a little bit weird because I grew up in a really small town and also my family was, you know, is pretty religious. So like, mm -hmm. it was this combination of like, I, although I will say I actually had a really, really good sex ed teacher in high school. Like our sex ed teacher pushed boundaries and like was constantly getting, you know, the school's constantly getting calls from parents like, complaining about her showing kids how to put condoms on bananas and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, which for the mid to late nineties, that's pretty, that's pretty, you know, like, uh, progressive, honestly. Um, so she, she was actually really good. And, uh, I, just, but despite having that, like, it was still seeing this now it's like oh my god is this how teenagers are nowadays because like most of this stuff i didn't think about or like know about or it, probably didn't think about or know about until college and like maybe even middle of college and some of it i probably didn't know about until after college mm -hmm. um so it's like it's a little bit scary to, to think like I have a 15 year old stepkid and a 20 year old stepkid and a 15 year old niece and a 12 year old nephew. And I mean, he's a little, you know, he's still a little young, but like, mm -hmm. this is, this is what kids are coming into nowadays. Um, and you can only kind of hope that they have, you know, people in their lives who are knowledgeable. Um, not obviously this is a TV show. So I don't really think that, you know, 16, 17 year olds should be giving, you know, paid sex advice like Otis was. Uh, and, and honestly, so did most people didn't think he should. I mean, at some point when his mom actually started coming to the school and giving free and free advice, it was like, why are we paying for her kid to give us like, yeah. not great advice. Um, so, so yeah, it, it, it was, it's a little bit weird in that, like, I actually have, you know, kids close to that age in my life. Uh, and, and also the, the, the nostalgic vibe threw me off. Uh, I kept, mm -hmm. like, it took me like half the first season. I swear. I like, I kept seeing their phones and knowing that this is like now, but the music and the clothes and everything was so nineties. And I was like, is, I, I did, I didn't know if it was just a vibe they were going for, or if it's like, wow, no, that's actually like the fashion and stuff that's back in now. Cause I honestly don't know. Um, I don't, I don't pay attention to fashion that teenagers are in except for mom <laughs> jeans, I guess. Nineties <laughs> fashion is back in. Uh, so uh, that could be a part of it. And it is an interesting aesthetic. And also, I think, you know, to your point, 
I think when you have a vacuum of inf information, you're going to try to find it in whatever ways you can. And so one of the things I loved was seeing the mom actually go into the school and start giving really good comprehensive sex education and how well the kids responded to that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it really demonstrates the need for that. But obviously we also see very quickly how that gets, you know, upended for her. Ah, uh, yeah. Fuck you, Mr. Groff. Yeah. Fuck Mr. Groff. <sighs> like he's, 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 he's on, I feel like he's like on his way to a, you know, semi redemption arc or whatever, but yeah. Uh, when he when he releases her notes it's like yeah. dude like not even thinking like that this isn't this isn't mean girls burn book where it's just a few girls making fun of other people yeah. it's pri it's it's therapeutic notes yeah it is, it is medical information that he's yeah. that uh is just like it that that scene was so upsetting for me because i mean yes obviously it recalls the burn book from mean girls but it is like you said like this is extremely sensitive information and it's not just like people being catty it's like medical issues it is identity issues like the fact that this petty man does that is absolutely disgusting just to, to like get re revenge on this woman who actually is trying to help him. He just doesn't yeah. understand that. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it, it was really rough to watch. And of course, it starts this, you know, snowball effect yep. where then they bring in, you know, of course, he gets let go and they bring in the new headmaster mm -hmm. who. I saw a uh, an article that the, I really liked the way the article worded this because this you know this new uh, head teacher I guess not headmaster comes into this school and the school has been making these progressive moves but she comes in and I honestly I didn't even bother looking up her name because I hate her so much even though she <laughs> also has like her own kind of tragic little thing going on where she can't get pregnant I still just despise her because yeah. like just because you're a miserable person doesn't mean you need to make everybody else miserable but um so she comes in and basically is trying to ruin everything and yeah. the quote that I saw in the article was what is more modern than the false promise of acceptance and empathy and the backlash pushing things backwards after progress starts to be made and I was like yeah. That is so hard. That is yep. so hard. Yep. Like, ugh. too much, too much. You know what I mean? Like, uh, too real, too real. But that's 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 what it was. That's why that storyline was also so difficult. Because, yeah, sure, we probably haven't seen a headmaster, head teacher, whatever, releasing you know private, sensitive information of basically children. Uh, you know, to an entire school, but this very like all too real situation where progress is being made, you know, social progress is sexual progress is being made, and then she comes yeah. in and ruins everything. And it's even more, uh, to me, in a way, it's even more upsetting because she uh pretends to be very like hip and like 
she gets it and wants to be friendly at least with the students and uh, everything and then you know unleashes this very conservative strict viewpoint on the everyone and uh also very like sexist and reductive mm -hmm. in ways that only like somebody who pretends like they are not sexist or reductive can be yeah yeah like uh the the, the well honestly her, the whole storyline with her just war against cal the mm -hmm. there's more than one non-binary student in the school but yeah. um cal is the one who is you know at the forefront of this sort of fight with the new head teacher and like just i can't remember also like i can't remember if she just straight up says no you have to wear like the 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 girl's uniform or if she eventually capitulates and says like you can wear the pants and the in the you know but you have to it has to be fitted um yeah. i think cuz i think, I think she eventually is, is that, yeah that as long as it's but basically it's like as long as i can tell that you are biologically female you can right. wear pants right which is and, so fun. Uh, yeah. also <sighs> I yeah I, I have a lot of feelings about school uniforms because I I do understand the equalize the, that they're equalizers um, and that in a lot of places where um, there's a lot of mixing between wealthy students and non wealthy students it can help with the you know it can help with the like not differentiate differentiating between those two groups in that respect like oh like I'm wearing designer clothes and you're wearing you know, thrift store, like hand-me-downs type of situation. Like that's, that's always the way it's been like portrayed to me as being positive. So I can understand where people come from with that. But the way it is like in this school, it is, they bring in the uniforms and they re like, she's really enforcing it just as like a, we all have to be clean cut and we all have to dress like we're supposed to dress, you know, based on the gender that you know, I have assigned to you, not mm -hmm. the gender you are, but the gender I have assigned to you. Like, really? Because, mm -hmm. yeah. So it, it was, yeah, the, 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 the whole fight between her and Cal is like, I could just, yeah, I, I could, I could see myself in those shoes back when I was maybe not in high school so much, but eh, in high school too, I guess, but also like really like middle school when, you know, teachers would say things to me about the fact that I was wearing like big baggy t-shirts and, you know, just trying to hide everything feminine mm -hmm. about my body before I kind of became okay with that might not be who I am, but this is my body sort of situation. Right. So, you know, yeah, that 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 really hit home for me um, because I, you know I never had anybody, I never had anybody tell me like, no, you can't wear these baggy clothes. But I definitely had teachers kind of like, well, why are you dressed like this? Like, yeah, this is none of your business. Also, who cares what yeah, I look like? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so I, so that was. That that whole storyline with the teacher was so difficult. Um, and she now I finished the 
the last season of the show, like two months ago. But is she gone now? Did she get fired? Right? I feel like she got fired. Gosh, no, I can't remember either. I I think I finished it around time. Yeah, um, yeah. I I I just remember us being like, we need to talk about this show. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think at the end she's just. She just throws up her hands like, well, I'm fucked. And like, yeah, she like she's going to be gone, which is interesting because like now what? You know, now who's going to be head teacher? Gene yeah. for head teacher. Gene Things for head teacher. <laughs> but she does have like a baby now. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, which that is some oh that's God. some scary, weird drama. Like that's like me at my age being like, yeah, I can have my IUD taken out. Like I'm old enough where, you know there's like so little chance I'll get pregnant. Right. And then I'm like watching this show and I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> Cause she's, how old is she supposed to be in the show? Like mid to late forties, maybe 50. So. She's definitely yeah, over say- 40. Cause they talk about uh, that when she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to say she's like 45 to 48. Um, because the way they talk about it, too, is that she's, like, way old, you know, to be way old, quote, unquote, you know, to be having a baby. Um, so, yeah, that that, that was a that was that was a storyline. And then, like, in the yeah. end, uh, Jacob is not the father. And it's like, mm-hmm. what? like, I didn't even remember that somebody somebody mentioned it to me uh, in a conversation recently. And I was like, wait, what? He's not. I, I did not remember that at all. Um, so I had to go look it up to be sure. Cause I was like, nah, that's not right. He totally like, they don't know yet, but no, no he's, not, he's not. Do they know who then? Cause like now I don't, now I'm like, I know that that one guy came like running up to her outside the hospital or the doctor's office at one point, you know, wondering if it was him. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's left open. So if I remember right, she like she gets the paternity results and she opens them, but we don't see what they are. Mm. We just she said it's her reaction that tells us that Jacob is yeah, like, yeah. And me, and to be honest, maybe that's why I didn't really catch yeah. it because you know I was like not quite paying attention to her reaction itself. Um, yeah, I don't know, but. But yeah, so, and we keep like talking about these people and I'm just, you know, I hope that people who are watching this are like, have watched this show. Um, I would be really fascinated if somebody who'd never seen sex education before was like, oh, I'll watch this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the things that, I guess I'll, I'll get into like our just kind of overall feel, like concluding overall feelings of the show at the end. Yeah. Um but oh, I, I because I go ahead. Sorry, I did look it up. So uh what happened was Hope, the head teacher, basically just leaves. Uh okay. and then but then it's announced that uh the investors to the school have pulled out and they're selling it for lack of funds. And so all the kids have to okay. find a new school to complete their last year. Okay, 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 yeah. Wow, I can't believe I didn't remember that giant plot point. Eh. I know. I forgot to until I looked it up. So there you go. Although, like, in modern day, this isn't like it was, like, if this sort of thing happened when we were in high school, that would be, like, 
the end of your friendships and mm -hmm. stuff because there was no way to communicate. Like nobody had no. cell phones back then. There was no email. <laughs> I mean, there was email, I guess, but no, like I didn't have an email account that I checked regularly until like the summer between junior and senior year, I think. So, you know. I don't think I had an email account I checked regularly until I was in college. <sighs> this just shows our age, yeah, which I think is I'm probably really... about the same time I was between junior and <laughs> Probably, senior, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. <laughs> the one thing, because I mentioned it very briefly earlier, um, and I guess this would kind of go in the, or this lead, this could lead into the friendships conversation, but I, I briefly mentioned the, uh, the detention girls at the end of season two as the thing yes. that got me just, I can't stop watching this show finally. Um, and it's a really good, like modern day breakfast club homage. Yeah. Um, you know, like they're all at each other's throats at the beginning and it's like, you can't get out of here until one of you or however many of you admit to slut shaming the teacher, which by the way, none of them had actually done. Um, mm -hmm. it turns out to be, uh, Theon Greyjoy looking kid. I think <laughs> he looks like the, he looks like <laughs> Dean said it first. And I was like, ew, you're right. And we actually looked up, like, does Alfie Allen have, like, a little brother? No, he doesn't. It's just this kid looks creepily like Theon Greyjoy. Um, so, you know, I, I just, it's a really, like, the fact that they all bonded over having, you know, mm -hmm. men be completely inappropriate with them was awful. But it was also realistic. And then they got to cathartically break things. Yep. And I, I just, like... It sucked, you know, like listening to these stories and knowing like, yes, of course, these are, this is, a, this is a story. This is written, you know, this is a television show. This particular like scenario isn't entirely real, but I had to imagine like, I've got to imagine there's women in the writer's room, right? And that like they, I hope that they went around and they were like, what happened to you? What happened to you? What happened? Like, cause you know that one of those things happened to somebody like, Absolutely. It, it's so too yeah, it's, to not have. yeah, none of them are over the top ridiculous, you know, like I, some of them aren't even like, you know, Amy, her story about getting, you know, well, sexually I mean, assaulted on the bus is t like horrible and terrifying. Yeah. And you know, but, but some of the other girl stories, it's like, this isn't, you know, they were, they were like so real that it's like you, it's almost like, oh, well, that's not that bad, which like, it's yeah. like, I, I know that's not the case. Obviously I know they're all bad and I've had worse things happen to me than some of these girls like we're talking about, but like, that's the thing. Like the fact that it's like, oh, that's not that bad because so many of us have had such worse things happen. Not that it, you know, not that it diminishes what they went through at all. It's the fact that you can just, you can hear these stories and be like, I'm not surprised at all that, that, you know, there would be six girls or I think it was six of them, seven of them might've been seven in a room. And every single one of them had a shitty story to tell. Um, Which is just so, so realistic. And yeah, to yeah. your point, you know, I think that one of the things that to me spoke, and I have no idea who wrote those scenes. But one of the reasons I would think that they are written by women is because they were grounded, they were realistic, and they weren't like, oh, let's let's trauma bond. 
in that way. It was more like, no, these are just things that happen to us every day. Mm -hmm. And obviously I am male bodied. Uh, if you're watching this, I guess it's more obvious than if <laughs> you're listening to it. But uh, every woman in my life has those stories. And I mean, I have those stories, but uh, certainly every woman in my life has those stories. And it's, uh, it's fucking upsetting, but uh, we have to acknowledge that that is what happens. And uh, I do appreciate that that is one of the ways that they bonded together because that is a thing that also happens in real life, that people share those those traumas both again small and they go, oh, fuck, that happened to you too. And you relate on a level that you couldn't have related on before. Oh, I mean, one of my closest friends from college, like her and I became friends because we uh, worked on the school's production. Well, I mean, I organized it the first year and she organized it the second year of, of the vagina monologues. Mm -hmm. And we bonded over that it, this like these ex this exact situation i mean not mm -hmm. in detention obviously but like <laughs> these are the traumatic things that we've been through or crappy yep. things that we've been through um and and one of my current best friends you know oh, where i met her you know i'm not going to go into details but same same thing basically um and i'm not saying that the, the girls at the end of this episode were all going to be best friends but the fact that they all they all were like okay, Amy, let's go on the bus. And then, you know, she didn't think she could. And they were like, you know, it's okay if you can't, but she did anyway. And they all sat around her and it was just like, I just fucking wept. Like, yeah, same, shit. same, same. That was one of those scenes. Like you said, many things in this series that made me cry. And that was one of those where it's just like, Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. And that I guess that's a good lead into the friendship conversations because these are, you know, I I, I hate myself. It was okay, I gotta remember how many girls it was. It was Amy, Ola, Lily, I believe was there. Mm -hmm. Um Viv. Right? Viv mm -hmm. is her name. Yeah, Viv. Uh was Maeve there? I feel like Maeve, Maeve wasn't was no, Maeve wasn't there, I don't think. She wasn't? Uh, hold on. Maybe it was obviously there. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'm looking it up because I looked it up yeah. earlier. Detention girls, sex education. I know it'll come up if I put that in. Okay. You might get some interesting search results. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, uh, um, oh my gosh. Olivia. Olivia. She was there. Uh oh, yeah, and, yeah. and Ruby, maybe? Was Ruby there? I, mm. Okay, wait, wait. Here it is. Here's the full list. Okay, Maeve was okay. there. For some reason, I couldn't remember if Maeve was still in school at that point because she leaves for a bit, but I think that was actually season three. Uh, Vivian, Maeve, Amy, Ola, Lily, and Olivia. So it's actually only one, two, three. I can't count. One, two, three, four. <laughs> oh, my God. One, two, three, four, five. There's too many names here. Six. So it was six of them. It was six of them. <laughs> it's just like, I'm looking at these names, but they've also got the the actor, the actor's name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, parentheses. I'm like, oh, my God, too much, too much going on here. <laughs> um, I forgot that. I actually forgot that Olivia was there. I don't know how. Uh, so it was Olivia and not Ruby. But um, 
but yeah, so so the fact that, you know, I don't think the six of them are going to be BFFs from now on yeah. just because of that, but Definitely. it did, you know, solidify a connection between them that was really, you know, difficult and heartfelt and great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the... That's kind of, to me, like I said, I, I know we need to talk about the relationships, but the friendships are better, they honestly. Are. Um, like, just, just, even if we go back to just these, you know, six girls, like start with them. Mm-hmm. Amy. So Amy and um, Maeve. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've I've seen comments that their friendship is like underdeveloped. Um, we don't really have any clue how or why they became friends. And I, you know, I don't disagree with that necessarily, but also, you know, it's, it's clear from the beginning that like Amy has gotten into the popular crowd, obviously Maeve hasn't, but they're still friends. And Maeve is over here kind of like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like they, they treat you like shit. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and then of course, as the series goes on and Amy eventually kind of separates herself from uh, from Olivia and Ruby, you know, her and Maeve's friendship, not blossoms because it was already there, but it, 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 it becomes a lot more of like the focus. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, they're, the two of them are just like, even when Maeve is like, come on, dude, like, why are you hanging out with the people? She's never nasty about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just kind of like, you can do better than this, but, you know, I'm still your bud. Yeah, I'm still here for you, but seriously, you could do better than this. Which I feel hardcore because I mm-hmm. I have some, I have I have at least one younger friend who I've been really close with for you know a long while, and sometimes I just want to like slam my head into a wall at <laughs> their you know friend choices. Like these people treat you like shit. Why are you doing this? But like at the same time, I'm like ah, I'm just gonna you know sit back and let it let it be, let it do whatever. I'm I'm old yeah. enough to whatever about it (laughs) we all know there's only so much that you can say and then like it's up to them to figure themselves but yeah it's it's i think what i like about it is that even though mave doesn't care for you know some of the decisions amy makes and being friends with the people it's it's basically just because they treat mave like or they treat uh sorry they treat amy like crap it's Mm -hmm. not like you know oh i don't like them because just because they're popular or anything it's like they don't treat you well. Um, you know, so it's everything about their friendship is really mature. I think, you know, the only time it becomes like, Ooh, I don't know how I feel about this was when they go to on the class trip to France and, uh, and Amy asks her parents or mom or whatever to pay for Maeve. And Maeve is kind of like, why? And it's like, and Maeve doesn't even know at first. It isn't until she finds out yeah. that she gets really upset. And she gets over it pretty quickly. Yeah, um because they have like a, that like kind of um blanking on the phrase. But yeah, they they have the fight and they are like speaking to each other at all, and then they both do the sort of like I'm so sorry, no, I'm so sorry kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and the thing is like, it it was, it's, it's hard. Like for me, it's hard because I, 
I was never a friend that, you know, my parents weren't always like, they, they weren't like wealthy necessarily, but I, I didn't, I never really had to think about like whether or not they could pay for like a little like two day high school trip or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have friends, you know, whose families couldn't afford that type of stuff. So, but it's like, I'm, I wasn't that person. So I don't know how I would have felt if I had been in those shoes and had a friend like you know, do that for me. But the thing is, Amy wasn't trying to, she wanted Maeve to have the experience, you know, it wasn't about, I I don't know. I don't know. I I can't really, I can't really speak to how anybody should or would feel in that situation because I've, I've just not been there. Um, But I'm glad that they made up. And I don't, I don't think that, I certainly don't think that Amy, that there was anything like outright wrong on her part that was done. Um, so, so I'm glad they made up and I'm glad that, you know, not necessarily that Amy's just not friend or not really good friends with Ruby and Olivia anymore, but just that her and Maeve were able to kind of come back together and bond more throughout the series. Um, because they'd clearly been close previously. So I wish I, 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 do wish that we had seen a little bit more about or known a little bit more about how and why they became friends. Maybe I missed some sort of backstory. I don't know because there's, there's a lot of characters and a lot going on. Um, okay. So uh, since we're on Maeve, Otis and Maeve, which is also a relationship thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually that might, that might need to wait for, for the relationship conversation because it's, you can't have one without the other. In their in their situation, I think. Right. Yep. Um, I did like their friendship though. Like I liked how it started. It was totally Dude. weird. And you know, Otis, it, it, Otis, like eventually or very quickly, I think, crushing on her was oh, yeah, like almost immediate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, but um, but even throughout that, you know, they they still there was a while where the friendship thing was still pretty mm-hmm. strong with them. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into Otis and Maeve more later. Cause they are kind of the, I guess, penultimate or like, like they, not penultimate. They, they are like the, the, they're the, they're the Pam and Jim, you know what I mean? The, the, uh, Leslie and, uh, Oh my God. What was her? <laughs> oh, Ben. Yes. Leslie and Ben, you know, they're the couple that, you know, is going to get together eventually. Yeah. Uh, and then what's going to happen when they do? Well, we don't know yet. Um, <laughs> not, not technically anyway. So yes. uh, I guess on, on the, on the vein of Otis, um, Otis and Eric, because oh they're, God. they're actually, I, I mean, really they are the, the BFFs throughout. They uh, all, they love their friendship so much. I do too. And I really, really fucking hate when Otis is just not a good friend to him. I like, know. There, that's the thing about Otis is like, by and large, he's a good main character. But sometimes he just does some shitty ass shit. And I want to hit him. Mm-hmm. Not like hit him, hit him. But like, you know, like the, the way that you want to hit your friend who's like, why are you doing that? Kind of hit him. <laughs> Not even hit him, just like walk up in their face and be like. Yeah, exactly. Just like, come, come on. <laughs> Bad dog. Oh, I don't know. They're, they're, they're maddening. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in a lot of instances, it's mostly Otis that's maddening. Let's be real. Um, but 
at the same time, I don't know. Yeah. They, they're just, they're just so, they're so cute. You know, they are. I, I just. And even when they're maddening, I feel like it's very like teenager friendship maddening. Well, minus the, minus the time, what was it? Season one where they're going to see, oh my gosh, what musical is it where they're dressed up? Oh my God. Why can't I remember this musical? This is so like, ugh. whatever. They're going to a musical. They're both supposed to be dressed up in drag and yeah. uh, Otis bails because he is helping me with something yep. and it's Eric's birthday and like his coat and wallet gets stolen and he has to like walk home and he gets attacked Yeah, and it's just really, Oh my God. Just like, it's so slam your head against the wall. Why are you like this? Otis? Um, and, and there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that, you know, <laughs> where Otis doesn't put his bro before, other people um throughout yes the <laughs> uh but again realistic so maybe it's just maddening because of that i suppose <laughs> um but still yeah I, I i generally i love their friendship it's still it's still not one of my favorites mm -hmm. um probably mostly because there's just so many i think it's the unex you know, it's, oh it's hedwig and the angry inch there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, I don't know why I was blanking on that so bad. Um, so it's, it's, theirs isn't, I, I mean, I love their, but it's not one of my favorites only because mm -hmm. there are so many good friendships that you don't expect in this yep. series. So I'm being my last, I'm leaving my favorite for last, but uh, I mean, we already talked about Mimi and Amy. I mean, Lily and Ola, that, that's a friendship that is cool, but then becomes a relationship. So we can kind of show that yep. off with, with Mimi and Otis for now. Um, you know, but to be honest, like Mr. Hendricks, Colin, the, the sex, the, the actual oh, biology teacher yes. and like, because I, I was very he, he we had his hands in a lot of pots he, at did, that a, he did taught a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we, no one in the school like of course they have no money they have this poor dude teaching like sex education maybe also biology or maybe it was just he was a bad sex education teacher who was trying to teach biological sex i i wasn't oh really gosh. ever clear he also taught music yep um, so, you know, he, so his friendship with Mr. Groff in season three, you yeah. know, was un unsuspected and, uh, kind of cute, honestly, like yeah. just, it, it's part of it. I get, I think it's part of Mr. Groff's redemption arc, if you want to call it that. Uh, so that was, that was kind of cute. And, um, I mean, they live together. Like, I don't know, how, how did you feel when Mr. Groff walked up to Mr. Hendrick's store and was like, <laughs> I mean, I, I I hate Mr. Groff so yeah. much, but I, admittedly, I think uh, that was a very sweet scene when Mr. Hendrick's was basically like, because he, he, he just, he he's such an endearing character and just like wants to be friends and uh it's so good yeah he, he really does just like want to be 
he's just a good like he's like a nice guy honestly yeah. like he's he he's not um very good at what he does in certain instances like this right. education class but <laughs> you know he's he's constantly trying harder and i think that's why i like him he's constantly yeah. trying harder in his you know just just being, I don't know, like his relationship, we'll talk, we'll get into that with, with his relationship with, with Emily, the other teacher. But, um, so, okay. Uh, now we're going to get into the kind of un, even more unsuspecting friendships. And Mr. Hendricks and Mr. Groff was surprising, but it's mm -hmm. also kind of like, ah, but Mr. Hendricks is just kind of chill with everybody. So, yes. you know, uh, Adam and Raheem. Now they're both at this point, Adam is Eric's boyfriend and Raheem is his, Eric's ex-boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So they hate each other for a bit, for obvious. Well, no, Adam doesn't hate Raheem. Raheem hates Adam because Eric yes. like, left him for him. Um, understandable, understandable. But then they bond on the school trip to France. We're not, yep. we're not, it involves human feces <laughs> we don't need to get into no, this we're just not gonna get into that because that that was probably the one part of the series where i was like this is absolutely disgusting and ew and yep. why and gross um i hated all of it they do bond and they become yes. friends of, of a sort and i am interested to see if or how you know that develops further and there i did read some like things that were like oh there's theories that they're gonna get together i don't really hope for that though like why just because they're both like like adam is bi and raheem is gay and they both dated eric so now they should be together no like i don't i want them to just be like buds you know yep. i agree yep and um and then there's uh jackson and viv i really like jackson and viv me too me too um what i like about them is that you know it's it starts as as just Jackson being like I need a tutor you know yep. and she's doesn't want to help him but then he says like I'll help you get Robin Aaron from the Vale <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Viv is the Viv's love interest is the kid who played Robin Aaron on Game of Thrones and like. That was another one where I just, at first I was like, he looks kind of familiar. And then Dean was yep. like, that's the kid who was like, breastfeeding until he was eight on the TV yeah. show. And I was like, oh, oh no, it is. <laughs> now I see him from like the Game of Thrones series finale, like sitting in the chair when Tyrion yep. is all, who has the best story and lies through his teeth that it's Bran. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, side what Game of Thrones, but yeah. So she's interested in him, and Jackson's like, "Yeah, I'll help you get him." You know, if you tutor me. But then they actually become friends, and yep. when he is self harming, um, and she finds out, like that was really that was like really tough because it's like, you know, she she. She went to his parents. He went to his mother's. And, you know, he was, it's like, obviously, he's so angry with her for doing that. But, I mean, she did the right thing. She certainly did the right thing by not keeping her mouth shut. Yeah. She went to the wrong people first. I, I honestly don't know. But she cared about him enough to be like, 
nah, you can't just, yeah, this is not okay. We're not okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they had a, an unsuspecting, I don't know, any, any, any additional thoughts on Jackson and the, who does she, wait, and she has like a boyfriend at some point, but it's not the kid she had a crush on, is it? I don't think so, because it, it, it's a long distance relationship. Mm. Um, I forget how they met. Something nerdy. And it's delightful. Um, and I like the... It's interesting seeing the kind of evolution of that friendship as Viv gets to be head girl, and but then, you know... Uh, the issues that it then brings to Cal and, um, you know, Viv ultimately standing up to hope and um, kind of bringing back the friendship with, well, names just left my freaking brain <laughs> with Jackson and, and, uh, and really supporting Cal and the other kids at the school who needed that support. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a minute where I'm just like, oh, Viv, why are you like yeah. this? But yeah. she comes around like... She does. Eh, maybe not quick enough, but... It would be nice if she had come around quicker, but yeah. she does come around. I don't even remember what it was. It was something the head teacher, like, she overheard, I think, the head teacher talking to somebody else. And, like, the way she was talking was just really over-the-top nasty. And, yeah. yeah. Um... Okay, so uh, here's here's another. This is this is Mrs. Groff and Jean randomly. Oh. Like, how did this even happen? I still don't. Friendship. I still don't know. But I love these two middle-aged women going out and getting drunk and dancing with like dudes at the yep. bar, at the club, whatever. I was just, I am totally here for Mrs. Groff. Have like like being happy, you know, yes. after, you know, and, and just the fact that she opened up to Jean saying like, this is the problem with my relationship. And Jean said, well, you know, have you tried this or whatever? And, and she tries and of course it fails, you know, and, and yeah. And she, and she tells him, she kicks Mr. Groff out. And then she just, yeah, her, her and Jean just being like middle-aged drinking buddies. It's like, yeah. I'm down for this. I'm, I even it. if even if she was still married, I'm still down for this. Like yeah. sometimes your partner is introverted and you're not, and you still deserve to have fun. Exactly. And maybe Mrs. Groff is. I don't know if she's introverted or not, but clearly she's far less introverted than, than Mr. Groff was. I I think her first name is Maureen. I still don't know his first name. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's just Mr. Groff. Yeah, he's just Mr. He's just an asshole. Um. All right, so there's there's more friendships that develop throughout the series, but a lot of them kind of like weave in and out of that relationship level. Um, mm -hmm. But last but not least, my favorite, absolutely unsuspecting, like Adam and Ola. Yep. I still don't really even know how this happened. I guess because they work together at the store. Yes. But like nothing in common you know i guess other than the fact that eventually they both come out as bisexual right uh but other than that you know literally nothing in common but 
they both just, I don't even know. I, it was, it was just so, it was so stinking cute. They go break things together. That was such a great, great moment when (laughs) he's basically like, you want to go break shit? Seriously. And, and again, like it could just, like, it could have just been portrayed as, oh, they work together and they're cool with each other. Or, oh, you know, they were both upset about relationship stuff. So they went and broke things together. But that's not what it is. The show, you know, in a very short amount of time, shows them growing to be very close. Yeah. And it's, again, it's just like, even even after they become good friends, you're like, how are these two people friends? (laughs) But it's still so adorable. They're, They're so adorable. Yes. I love them. They're like, wonderful. It just again the the you know the, the show might be about the relationships, but the friendships are like just yeah. They're what make it. Honestly. They are. They really are. The relationships uh, are whatever, but the friendships are like you would not have a show if you took out all those really interesting, intriguing. Yeah sometimes very powerful friendships. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're sometimes, you know, and, and maddening too. I mean, there's also yes. like the friendships that go bad, like Olivia yes, and absolutely. that just are bad. Like Olivia and Ruby. Oh my but, gosh. <laughs> but generally, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, it's, I guess it's more, it's less the friendships that existed before the show, you know, like the ones that we come into yep. the show knowing are already there and more the ones that develop as we're watching, which just really sort of speaks to how well the show does. Yeah. You know, relationship to the whole. Um, so speaking of that, I'm going to work backwards, I think, through a sort of pseudo backwards through my relationship link. I think I hate my relationship link. My relationship list. I can talk. List. Um, list. Uh, because I feel like the mo- some of the most powerful relationships are the ones that, like, I had at the end of this list. But okay, so we'll you know we'll start with we'll start with the teachers because they're kind of I don't want to call them simple, but uh, Mr. Hendricks and Ms. Sands, Colin and Emily. Um, they're, they're starting like out balls though. Come on, like, huh? They're so great. They're, they're, oh, they're, no, that's they're like one of the best relationships on this show. They're great because they start out and they're just like, as the British say, shagging. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so they're they're just shagging, but uh, you know, Emily is not getting what she wants out of it. And she tries to kind of lead Colin in the right direction. And he's not really picking up what she's putting down. And then uh, I, I don't even know when it actually becomes like where he really understands like what she needs from him. But it might be that she straight up tells him like, listen, like at school all day, I'm this kind of like frumpy, just like teacher who you know, like, like I do what's expected of me, whatever. But when I'm, when in this situation, when I'm in bed with somebody, I want to feel like sexy. I want to feel dirty, whatever. And so he learns how to please her. He learns 
what she wants. You know, it doesn't happen automatically. It doesn't happen even quickly, you know, and it, they, they get to the point of like almost breaking up before it kind of, they finally mesh in that respect. But, um, I don't know. Like I, you're right though. They're there. And it, because like you never, even after they're like in a good relationship, like more serious and everything, you don't really know at school. Like do the kids know that they're dating? <laughs> I think at some point they do. I think at some point, um, I can't remember. Oh, that's another one of those things. It's like, I thought I knew the answer, but I'm actually not sure. I, 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 for some reason, I thought that by the time they go to France that they know that, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. The France trip confused me too, because I felt like they were supposed to be there for a couple days or overnight somewhere, but like all they do is show them going to Normandy and being on the bus a lot. So I'm not really, I'm still not yeah. really quite sure what that was supposed to be. Right. Um, you know, I, I, it almost seems like they just drive down and drive back, which you can't do. Like, of course, you know, yeah. it's a barrier, the probably the bullet train, whatever. Um, all right, so like continuing on adult relationships, what are your thoughts on Jean and Jacob? I have so many feelings about this, but I need to hear yours. <laughs> I mm, I don't think that they are good together. Uh, I think that they they started to get there by the end of season three, but like I honestly I think that they spent so much time not on the same page and miscommunicating and I don't know like I just uh, I I love jean so much but she is so selfish and so like not thinking about anybody else and, and yeah honestly jacob is like he has a sweet side to him but he's also very misogynistic and very like this is the way that it should be and so yeah like it it was interesting to see them starting to compromise towards the end but I don't think they're good together. Yeah. Um, I think that for a time I thought that they could work even as different as they were because they could each make the other a better person. Mm -hmm. I mean, change them. You know what I mean? They're changing each other, but bring out, you know, like, like Gene could show him this and he could, you know, show her that, it is, you know, possible to be happy in a committed, you know, one-on-one -on -one relationship. Um, if, if, because that's the thing about Jean, it's like, it's not necessarily what she doesn't ever want. I think, I think mm -hmm. it's more that she had a bad experience and, um, you know, it, it like, yeah. So I think that I'm torn about them. Um, because he, like, I really like both of them as characters. Uh, and I think that he especially had room to grow and was sort of maybe on that. I think they were both on that together, but 
I would buy that. It not being her, his baby is uh, changed. Yeah, that's going to be real awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, them, them just moving in together because she was pregnant and like moving their kids in together was just like, oh, come on, man. They were both just dumb and selfish in that respect. Like, yeah. Especially since our kids had dated. Like, oh my God, guys, come on, read the room. Yeah, that's not, no, we don't do that. But yeah, I, I think that there's like, there's some things about him that could ground her. And there's something yep. about her that could help him, you know, grow and maybe be less evolve. Yeah, evolve. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't it was happening so slowly. And mm-hmm. now that it's not his baby, I don't know that that's going to continue. So I guess we'll kind of just see. Um I do like him. Uh but yeah, he definitely, he definitely, well, like you said, Jean, like I love Jean, but she's also very selfish. I don't know if yep. she ever should have had a kid. Uh, I don't know if she should be having a second kid, but also. I really don't think she should be having a second kid. <laughs> also her choice, so. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So moving into the 8 billion teenager relationships, because there's a lot of them. <laughs> so um, some of them we can be pretty be- brief about. Uh, Amy and Adam rules. Yep. That was bad. That was very brief and very bad. Yep. Uh, Amy and Steve, they're cute. Uh, I like that after she is assaulted and she is kind of like, I I don't want to. I don't want to like have sex or whatever. He just chills with her. You know, yep. he's really understanding. Um, I know that she like fights with herself about whether or not she wants any sort of intimacy. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember if they break up in the end. I think they do, but I could be misremembered. I think they, it's like either they do or she, or they do and they get back together. I'm not really sure. I'm not going to bother looking it up right now, but. Um, yeah, I don't remember where they end up. But I do know that throughout all of that, he was like, he, he was just kind of what what did they call him? He was like a because he's actually like super super smart, but he's also really athletic, right? Mm-hmm. And he has like a weird nickname, but he he yeah he's really understanding of her, which is not something that most kids that age would be when their girlfriend is you know just suddenly like yeah I'm sorry but I'm not comfortable having sex anymore and right I I don't know that she ever really goes into detail about what happened with him like i don't know if she ever really tells him the whole story but he's still really understanding which was really sweet like that's the thing there's a lot of there's a lot of like really sweet young kid like young like dudes in this show and i'm like this yeah. is realistic i don't know and like because it wouldn't have been when i was that age i know right like have, have men changed that much i yeah i don't know i don't know i one could <laughs> hope but i I think this is also, you know, it's also probably. Um, So, uh, okay. What are your thoughts on Eric and Adam and Eric and Raheem? Oh, Adam as a character is just so fucking problematic. Uh, 
I, I am glad that he has kind of been redeemed, I guess. Uh, I was very not happy about the whole thing for like all of season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I, hmm, I don't know how to feel about Adam and Eric. I'll be honest. Uh, I think they have some very sweet things. I think Adam has come a long way, but it is also hard for me to um, like, I'm, I'm, I guess what it boils down to is I'm tired of the trope of the bully realizing that they are not straight and the reason part of the reason why they were a bully was because they were struggling with their homosexuality. Like that is, I don't need to see that anymore. It's been done to death. It's frankly very problematic, even if it is something that happens and doesn't need yeah. to be reinforced. I, I, I agree. Um, I'm also just on this like weird fence thing with that. Like I, I, I agree. It's a kind of overdone in media but I also experienced it firsthand with a guy I knew from high school who was very homophobic and then came out his like freshman or sophomore year of college. Um, And we were, he he and I were close friends in high school. And so it's like, I think he did go back and apologize to some of the people that he was really nasty to. And, and he wasn't like, he wasn't like a big jock. Right. Like dating a bunch of girls or anything like that. He was just like a, a, a kid in a small school who was semi-ish popular. Cause he, he didn't have football at my school. So like he ran track and he was really good at track and, you know, so he, he was semi-popular and he was in band. He was really good at band and, whatever and and you know like he but he was very homophobic and he actually uh talked a lot of shit about some of my friends who were in um theater with us and you know he he was he was pretty rude to them like and one of them wasn't even like out to everybody but it was just kind of like even though he wasn't officially out like most people just kind of like we all know this person is is gay and it's whatever. Um, so yeah, it's like having experienced it like firsthand with somebody who I was friends with, it's, it's like, yeah, that shit really does happen. And I think that it's important for it to be portrayed as long as it's done properly. And I, I think with Adam, the thing that I'm torn about is that he kind of it, it he literally goes from like point a to point z you know right. um and like literally he's in a scene where he's beating up eric and then starts like sucking him off like yeah yeah, yeah. and it, and i i agree with you that there are ways to portray that and that it is a very real thing that has absolutely happened and there are people that that is applicable for but I've also just seen it happen in media so often that it is not necessarily something that I need to see portrayed anymore. Yeah. I would much rather see more characters like Eric and Raheem who are finding themselves while also being themselves. Um, Or to see stories about people who are coming out of the closet in other ways. Or to see stories about people who are um 
bisexual and who are not former bullies who specifically targeted people who were not straight. Like <laughs> there's just, there's so many stories that you can tell about a queer community. Why do we need that story? Is well, what and I, I keep guess like the, the fault also lies in the Eric part of that storyline because. Oh yes, absolutely. That's the one. Like, the one thing that I really have a problem with with Eric is all of that. Yeah. Like falling for your bully and then, you know, leaving the guy who is, and, and listen, like, like not being with somebody because you don't feel they're right for you is one thing, but yeah, that, that whole situation with Raheem, who is so good to him. And then like Eric, uh, sorry, Adam just like walks up on stage at the Romeo yep. and Juliet space sex musical. Also, how dare you interrupt that masterpiece? <gasps> oh I'll my god! I'll never forgive you, Adam. Seriously, that whole thing—I just oh, really. Um. Okay. So, <laughs> speaking of Lily, <laughs> Lily, first of all, we're just gonna. Oh my god! <laughs> we're just gonna talk about Lily for like a moment, <laughs> because just by herself, like. The, the the eventual conversation is her relationship with Ola, but mm -hmm. there the, there was that whole um like they gave some of Lily's backstory about how she was writing you know dirty stories when she was like really young, and it's just like and they were just they were the the teachers and everything were just stamping her creative energy because it wasn't proper and all i can think of is like all my friends who you like and and i mean i wrote fanfic for a while too but i was a lot older when i actually started writing fanfic but i have a lot of friends who wrote it when they were younger and it's like yeah the the you know what she was writing were originals what lily was writing were was original yeah. stories but it doesn't matter. It was all like the sci-fi, you know, sexual, whatever, mm -hmm. like too, too old for her age. She shouldn't be writing this, blah, 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 blah. And I just like, I respected her so much for being her own person. And yes. she continued, she never, she, she never really like, except for the period of time when, you know, new head teacher who shall not be named was like making them all wear normal hair and stuff like that. Yeah. She really never, she never, even then she only did it because she didn't want to get kicked out of school. Right. She never right. like became this sort of, uh, mainstream person. Right. right. Uh, she was just her like unapologetically unabashedly her. And I yes. really, really like it's, 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 I really, really loved her for that because it's like minus probably, I probably wouldn't have written like sex, you know, theme stories when I was like really, <laughs> really young. Um, I just didn't know enough at that point, but minus like, like outside of that, you know, she's that like unapologetic geek that, yes. I mean, that nowadays we're kind of allowed to be, but we weren't allowed to be when we were younger. So I had just this like immense amount of respect for her and how we, all she wanted to do was lose her damn virginity. And she tried so hard. Oh my God, poor Lily. 
So she, all she wants is to get fucked, y'all. And just, just, uh, and for there to be tentacles, comedy like, of errors, comedy of errors. Yeah. Um, yeah. and when her and Ola, you know, they they were friends. They were friends first, and that was that was something mm -hmm. I saw somewhere where it's like people were saying their relationship wasn't believable, and I was like, why? That's absolutely the kind of relationship that's believable. Like, yeah. They were friends. They cared about her. They cared about each other. Um, Ola was, I think, more like openly bi. And then, yep. you know, Lily was like, oh, well, I guess me too. Um, you know, I, 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 and I really, really liked their relationship. You know, I, I, I think Ola maybe over, like overstepped, like stepped over the line a little bit when she was like, no, that's not even true. There were times, there were things that Ola didn't handle the best after yeah. they'd been together for a while. And she was like, yeah, can we just like do regular sex for a minute and not like right. with the alien stuff? And I think that she could have handled that better, but they're also kids. So yeah. like, of course she didn't handle it better. You know what I mean? Um, so and are they, they are back together at the end of the show, I believe. Like, are they? they? Kind of, so well they they definitely come to terms with each other um yes about about you know about everything that happened whatever and yeah i, I mean at the very at the very least it was a healthy relationship yes um, i agree with that completely which you know is kind of a toss-up in this series i mean we talked about Eric and Adam obviously aren't healthy. Uh, Gene and Jacob are super healthy. Uh, <laughs> Lily and Ola are probably one of, no matter what happened, you know, happened between them or happens with them in the future, I do think it was a healthy relationship, especially being portrayed like with kids that age. Uh, healthier, healthier than it could have been, for sure. Um, so what about Jackson and Cal? And this is, this is one of those, it never actually becomes a relationship, yep. but I put it in the relationship category because I think they were both interested in each other. Yep. They, they were very good friends. I loved, fucking loved their friendship. Yes. They were both interested in each other and I'm still torn about. I love the way that Cal handled that. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Like they're both interested in each other, but what did, what did they say that, you know, I don't even really know who I am and I'm not sure I can be, you know, with somebody if I don't even know who I am. Was it, it was, I feel like it was something like that. Well, it was also one of their points was that they felt like Jackson only saw them as a girl even if they acknowledged even if acknowledged that they were non-binary and so what you were saying like while they were still trying to figure out who they were they didn't want to be in a relationship with somebody who was still kind of thinking of them as a girl and that sex with them would be having sex with a girl yeah 
I, I mean, but that, here's the thing. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I, I guess, like, is there any way for us to really know that, oh, he was, he was filling them up, wasn't he? I feel like that's what happened. Yeah. He was filling them up and that was, okay. Because I was yep. like, is there any way for us to really know that that's how we would feel? But yeah, no, he went for the tits, so... Uh, and, and I mean, that's a hard thing about uh, exploring relationships with non-binary people um, and and being non-binary and exploring relationships with people who are not non-binary. And uh, I, I certainly don't have any answers for any of that, but I, I understand and respect the way that that scene was written and why Cal felt the way they did. Mm -hmm. And... I thought it was a very important part of representation um, that doesn't really get addressed very often. Well, and I think too that like how or what one non-binary person feels is not what every non-binary person feels either. Yes. Um, like I'll be completely honest, like I identify as non-binary, but I love. I like my tits being touched. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about sex education, so I can be a little bit, you know. Arty. Yeah, exactly. You're sassy and sexy tonight, y'all. Yeah. But like, so, you know, for me, it's like the way I feel, my feelings about being non-binary aren't that I don't, I don't hate the the you know obviously female parts of myself the obviously physically you know mm -hmm. female parts of myself um and and i mean and i actually I, not, not that i just don't hate them i enjoy them that doesn't you know that doesn't mean that but yeah it's it, that's the thing about being non-binary it is i think different for everybody who yes feel who, who identifies in that way and you know i i like you said i think that that's a really important aspect of being non-binary that i mean i i didn't really even now like like thinking back on it i was like but would did he really feel that way about them but yeah no like in their mind because that's where he went that's how it felt and they weren't you know they weren't ready for that and, um, you know, it, it, I think that, I hope that the two of them remain like friends, like really friends and, you know, maybe in the future, there's some more relationship stuff explored. Um, I don't know that he will be ready for what they want or are ready for anytime soon, but, uh, I really, I wish we'd known Cal before it was season three, I believe when yeah. they were introduced and yeah. they were just this like force of a character right like yeah it was amazing they come in and you see that you i mean they brought out a whole i think different side of jackson they you know that was that they they were that person fighting against vid they weren't the only non-binary person in yep. the school there was that other one who i mean i feel bad but i don't remember their name because they you know, whenever the head teacher was like, yeah, you have to do this. They were just kind of like, Oh, I'm not really comfortable like fighting or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Like that's, you know, some people want to fight the battles and some people don't. Um, yes. so yeah, it, 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 Cal was really like a force in season three. 
and exactly. also American and smoking pot all the time. And I was like, yes. Yes. I love you. we love to see it. I love you so much. I love your suits. I love yes. everything about you. Uh, all right. So uh, it's already 930. We still have a few more relationships to talk about. Okay. The rest of them are all Maeve and o Otis things. So yes. Uh, Maeve, and I actually have like double Maeve things in my list here. I'm going to this one. Um, Maeve had a lot of relationships. Maeve was with Jackson first, mm -hmm. and that was like supposedly casual. And then Jackson was like, let me introduce you to my fam. And then Maeve was like, I didn't dislike the two of them, but no. I think that Jackson was trying to shoehorn her into you know he first he was trying to shoehorn her into his life and then she introduced him to her brother and then he became kind of like then he was like shirking his like swimming and and all sorts of stuff so it was that was a big just yep it was a big mess <laughs> mess for it so Maeve and Isaac. Yeah. That was weird. I, I didn't like any of that. I didn't dislike all of it, but I really didn't like him going into her phone and deleting things. It was like, I, I appreciated... I don't know. There was there was an interesting premise for the like friendship relationship thing uh, in season two, and then it just lost me in season three. Like the end of season two, where he goes into her phone, and then like everything in season three, I was just like, nope. And it probably was like you know, as soon as he violated that boundary. I was immediately like, okay, I hate you. You're the worst. Go away. Yeah. I mean, he was also very, like, kind of mean and sarcastic to begin with. And I get that it was, like, some of that is his anger at his situation. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. And he, he was involved in, like, the stuff with her mom, too, right? Yeah. And I don't even know, like, yeah, I, I feel like it was just, it was too much drama yeah. for it to ever be like a healthy yes. know, relationship thing. So. Uh, but yeah, once, once he violated her, I, not just privacy, but like, like sort of deleted shit from her phone. Yeah, like it wasn't even that he read an email or something. It's that he went in and like listened and deleted, listened and deleted, and like messed with things. And also, it's who just, doesn't have a who doesn't have a lock code on their phone that like? Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts to me too. But <laughs> um, okay, before we get into Mave and Otis, yeah, uh, Otis and other people, Otis and. <laughs> They were sweet. Yeah, at first. But I, I just never really liked them that much. No. I don't think they ever really had much in common. 
Well, they're just like to me, there wasn't like any chemistry. So, yeah. I mean, I clearly know. there wasn't because he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, poor Ola, though. Poor Ola. Ugh. Like all that time. Well, and also like, but she was also super jealous of Maeve, and it's like I yeah. get, I, I, the, the, she had good reason. Yes. But, um, you know, but but the jealousy definitely didn't help things. Uh, it also it, like it almost bordered on like a little bit of like not controlling on her part, but like she and well, no, yeah, no, it wasn't. It did. It didn't just border on control because she told him he couldn't be friends with her, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah which is never a good. Kids, that is never an ultimatum you want to make because it is Kids, adults, never going to work out. Any, any people. <laughs> yes, anyone who happens to be listening to this, whenever you are listening to this, don't make that ultimatum. If somebody gives you that ever. ultimatum, say, listen, I think you're a good, it, well, not always, but Ola was a good person and Otis cared yes. about her. And like, listen, you're a good person, Ola. I care about you. No, but that's a I'm real fucked up thing to tell me. And even if I agree to this term, it's going to pollute and uh, make our relationship toxic. Which is because exactly it, it inevitably will. Which is what what it did with them too. Because he agreed to it at first, but then it was like yep. immediately like bad. Yep. Exactly. Um, <sighs> People never learn. Otis and Ruby. I like that. Was Otis weird as Ruby. fuck. It was weird I, as fuck. Like when it when it first like at the beginning of the season when this relationship got introduced, I was like, "What is happening? This is weird as hell. <laughs> weird teenager mustache. What the fuck is happening?" But like, <laughs> I really quickly was like, "I actually really like them together." Yeah, same. And I was really sad when they broke up. I was really sad that mostly for, I mean, for Ruby really, because yeah. she, she brought him into her life in a way that she brought so few people and had never brought somebody she was dating. Yeah. Which uh, was nuts. Yeah. You know, cause her father had, what was it? MS. Yeah. And, you know, God, when she was like, I love you. And he was like, oh, or whatever. whatever yeah. I don't remember what his response was, but it was basically like, thanks. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. And I was like, oh, like, I mean, I get it. You're teenagers. And obviously yeah. don't ever say I love you to somebody if you don't love them. But don't say That's I love a- you to somebody and then take it back. <sighs> um, You know, that sort of thing. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, at the same time, I felt, I felt for her, which I oh, yeah. never expected. Right? Like, Who would have thought in season bitch. one that in season three, we would be like, poor Ruby. Like, poor Ruby. <laughs> and I certainly I never though. thought that I'd be like, man, Otis did Ruby wrong. <laughs> he did, though. Oh, God. Yep. Um Okay. Otis was kind of a fuck. Like, yeah, he's a little bit of a fuck boy. Yeah. Not 
total fuckboy. Just like, a total fuckboy, but he's a little bit of a fuckboy. He has fuckboy tendencies for sure. <laughs> okay, last but not least, Otis and me. Uh, I mean, we got to talk about it. Listen, we all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Like, three seasons. Um, it both felt like too long and also not long enough. Yep. Uh, does yep. it even matter? Because she's going to America. Yep. Uh, but I mean, yeah. I mean, like, good for them. You know? Like, they both want, have wanted it since, what, the... Sometime in season two? Like, they, well, think, like, they got to a point where they both it, wanted each other? And then she wanted it. And maybe there was still some deep down part of him that wanted it, but he was with Ola. And then it was, it was, it was, it was Jim and Pam, man. It's Jim yeah. and Pam. It's, it's Leslie and Ben. It's, and Booth, like every, yeah, every, every TV every, show every, that has the male and female character that aren't already together at the beginning of the show. That they whole become friends. And then, you know, like, yeah. So we all knew it was going to happen. Um, and of course, like my, I was, I was actually talking to my friend today and she was like, I don't know how I feel about it. Like Otis and she had just finished watching the show today. And she was like, Otis and Maeve, they got together, but Maeve is going to America and like, now what? And I'm like, yeah, it's just like, it's like Jim and Pam, they finally got married. And then Jim like up and went to New York or wherever he went for like some sports job. And I don't know, like Leslie and Ben got together and then Ben, I think went to DC maybe. You always have to throw a bunch. actually went to London first, I think. Maybe, but like, like you always have to throw a wrench in, right? Like you can't, if, if the, if the will they won't be a couple gets together, yeah. That's going to end the show. Yep. If you're not careful. So Otis and Maeve are the will they won't they couple and they got together. So now So now she's going to, to America. <laughs> and Maeve going to America. Yep. Which, I'm America. sorry. Fuck yeah. Don't come here, America. Or don't come here. America. <laughs> don't come to America. Literally, don't come to America. Nobody yeah, it's wants not a, it's not a good call. To be here right now. Um, yep. I mean, I don't know though. Like, so what are your thoughts on them actually being a couple, you know, like it's always been, well, they won't they, could they actually work? I, I don't know. Uh, I think they could. Yeah. I mean, they, clearly have a good amount in common. They clearly care about each other as people, uh, as well as romantically and sexually. So they have essentially what it takes to be a good couple, whether they can actually do that or not. I have no idea. Like I honestly, I think probably Otis will be another, it will be a fuck again and, uh, we'll do something stupid, but I, I don't know. Like, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yes. Yes, it will. It will. In season four, which I'm sure we're getting, I, I, I actually, I've just assumed that it was renewed. I mean, the show was so, so popular on, on Netflix for 
even before the third season came out, it was like yeah. already like trending because people knew that it was coming out, the third season was coming out. And it, it, it is so, it is so damn good. Like, it really is. It's not, it doesn't troll you or like, it's not like, it's not like shock jock type of, you know, like, like it's, it's got a lot of sex in it, but it's, it's not, it's not like that shock jock level. It doesn't, mm -hmm. it also, it's like, oh my God, this is what teens are doing nowadays. And it, it also isn't like preachy. It's like, it, it covers all the bases, I guess, you know, um, mm -hmm. I think the, the, the best, the best quote I found was that, you know, bad education can be irreparably damaging, particularly in such formative years. And I, you know, I, I got, like I said, I got lucky that I had a, my school, weirdly enough, this tiny, tiny little town in Connecticut had a really good sex education teacher who tried her best. And she still had a lot of boundaries and got in trouble a lot. But, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of kids, even today, don't have sex education teachers who are going to teach them how to put a condom on a banana. Yep. Which sounds stupid, but for fuck's sake, you need to learn how to, you need to know how to put a condom on. Yeah, bare minimum, you should know how to put a condom on. Yeah, like so. I, yeah, I, and also just the the respect that it gives to all sexualities, right? Yes. Um, there, there's the whole storyline with the girl who is asexual. One of the best portrayal or descriptions. At first, Otis is like, he doesn't give her the worst advice, but he doesn't give her the best advice. And then Jean gives her the best advice. Yes. Or the best, not even advice, but like, just. Just oh. making sure she feels seen and heard. Yeah. Which is so important. Yeah. I mean, and Jean's description of asexuality which is where the the girl actually realizes that she is asexual uh it was just such a good description like mm -hmm. it's so well done and uh yeah those and it, and that's a that's a you know that's a, a sexuality that is even you know i think it's it's more it's covered more like today than it was even like a couple of years ago, but it's still not as mainstream and as yeah. kind of like, hey, like all other ones are okay, but also it's totally okay if you don't, you know, have that sort of drive yep. that you want connection you, you, you want like a mental and maybe even romantic connection without having to deal with like the physical end of it um, or not deal with, but like, you just, you're just not interested. You don't yeah. want that. It's fine. That's fine. And I mean, I can't identify with that personally. I am 
probably the most like complete opposite of asexual, but I have friends who are asexual and it's like, like watching them, you know, fight to be heard and seeing that little plot line in this show was just like, yeah, this is, it's so, it, it, and it's a small part of such a larger show, but I think it's done so well and it's showcased, you know, in, in just the right way because she's, she's the person, she's the person, the girl who's asexual, who is like, why are we paying this dude for advice? You know what I right. mean? Like, so it's not just that, it, that, that it's showcased that, you know, oh, asexuality exists. It's like that there's, you know, it, it's difficult to understand that, you know, aspect from yep. you know, Otis's point of view or whatever. But Jean, who is this extremely sexual person, is immediately like, oh, no, yeah, no, this is this is who you are. And it's totally fine. It's totally normal. Almost and like he actually like, has. I don't even feel this way. This isn't who I am, but I love this. Oh, I know. Like it was such an emotional, like beautiful scene and moment. Like I've actually watched it several times just because like I've seen people share it and other things, but it's just such we just don't see that kind of representation very often. And that's what, to your point, like that's one of the things I love about the show is that it's showing so many different kinds of representation and it it's not flawless, but it does such a good job and clearly is trying to look at all of these different uh, types of people, types of sexualities, types of identities and give them all respect and space and considering we've had so we've had three seasons now i think each season's what like eight episodes something like that six eight episodes it's not a very the seasons are not long and so you can't like there's not enough space to give every um identity every sexuality all of those things like as much focus as we might want to see I do think that they have done a good job of saying like, look, there are all these different kinds of people. There are all these different ways to relate to sex and to identity and, um, and showing pieces of that. And I think what I've loved the most about it, and this is, you know, this is coming from me and I, I I'm looking at it. I'm trying to, I've been trying to look at it as not, not, me an already informed person but what if somebody who wasn't you know as informed as i was was watching this it's informative without being pushy it's accepting without being uh accepting and progressive without being like yeah man all these kids are just having sex all the like it's not raunch- like that, that one description i said where it was that said it was raunchy is like the only time i felt the show was raunchy was the human Bus. species yeah <laughs> and that had nothing to do with sex okay? yeah exactly very clear very clear yeah. um so it, yeah, it, yeah it, i completely it, agree with you and it's so it's so like empathetic yes not sympathetic 
empathetic, understanding of yes. like, I, I, I just, I, I actually have never really looked up anything about the writers for this show, but even with the things that I'm kind of eh about and like we, you know, like we already talked about like the whole Adam situation. Um, I, I still feel like the people who write this show, they, they have to know these things yeah. because of their own lived experiences. Um, maybe some of it is just research, but if that's all it is, then they're not just reading articles. They are researching people's experiences, maybe yeah. asking their friends. I don't know. It is, I mean, I'm like, I'm like almost choked up just thinking about it because like, I, I like, I almost want to try to like hit up my like 15 year old niece and be like, have you watched this show? Knowing her mom would never allow her to watch this show, right. but she to watch this show because I know she's not getting that education at home. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, that sort of, that's sad. That's sad. But in South Carolina, she's also not getting it at school. Obviously. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I <sighs> put this in my like top 10 shows of all time. So far, probably. Yeah. Just, I, no show has ever made me cry happily this much. And yeah. just, just like, Oh my God. Like, like, I am in my late thirties and I, for the, like one of the first times in my life, feel like I'm watching something where I feel like seen and understood. And this is about teenagers. I get that. But like, my God, if I had seen this when I was in, you know, high school, like I can't even imagine. I, yeah, I can't either. I like it. it I so wish that this had been available when I was in high school and I, I really it, like it makes me so happy that you found out about it through your 15 year stepchild because like that means that people who are like 15 years old watching this and getting that experience that that I want for the people who who need that and it's yeah. it's so it makes my heart warm yeah me too and on that note um. Yeah. What would you uh, what would you rate this series out of ten? Oh my gosh, like a nine seven. I don't like super high. You know, yeah. we've talked about some of the flaws. Like I, I feel like we've talked about enough flaws that I can't just give it a ten. But I kind of want to anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But I would still give it like a super high score because like look at all the other stuff that's on TV and there's stuff that I love that's on TV and that I watch constantly and it's not on the same level. And I think part of it is what you were saying just a minute ago about the empathy that is clear in the writing. You don't get that a lot and it's really great to see and it's really great that it is having an impact on people who need to see that kind of content including the two of us yeah even at our age like, even even uh, us oldies like we still we're still getting I mean, that I think that's I what's it. important is that it can affect yeah. you know like we we're looking at it from this sort of jaded like god we had to go through so much and i mean everything i learned you know i learned a minimal amount in high school and you know, people tried, 
like my again, I cannot my sex education teacher in high school, I cannot praise her enough <laughs> like for just being so forward for the mid to late 90s. And people used to make fun of her for teaching kids to put condoms on bananas. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but in the mid to late 90s, that's like you shouldn't be making fun of her. Like, yeah, she did that. We actually had very low teen pregnancy at my school, which that also could have been because we were like country. But uh <laughs> You know, I, I mean, I, it's also, again, just like, I wish, yeah, I wish that I'd had this when I was younger. I think that there's a lot of things I would have realized or been more open about myself. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know, like my own sexuality, my own gender identity. <sighs> um, I shouldn't yeah. have had to wait till I was like 37 to be like, oh, I think I'm non-binary. Oh, I, I think yeah, I am non-binary. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. I didn't really know that was a thing you could be. Um, if I'd known that when I was in middle school, holy fuck, my whole entire life would have been so much different in like probably way better ways uh, if it was accepted the way it is now. Fucking same. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I mean, for me, I. Yeah, it's hard. Like, I, I think I would give it like a nine and a half out of 10, maybe a nine, I, but really probably a nine and a half. I, I, I think the reason I would push it down to a nine is only because there was some, you know, the Adam stuff was awkward. I also yeah. didn't love when Eric went to Nigeria. Um, yeah. That was really, I mean, it was like, it was like both like really nice and also like it was nice because it's like he got to see you know this sort of underground you know these people exist here but also they still have to remain hidden you know yep. so it was like yeah so so it was hard but good but hard but also then he like cheated on adam i guess so you know yep. cheating is never good no matter what the relationship is um uh so yeah uh any any other last thoughts before we close out no i'm just looking forward to season four and it oh, is confirmed they, they oh, have already it greenlit it well i mean they already greenlit it yeah hopefully we'll have to wait two years no longer. Yeah. uh all right well on that note once again i'm tara along with nick thank you for joining us for sagas and sass the sassy and sexy holiday special we'll Ooh. be back next year which is literally in just a few weeks <laughs> <laughs> for our third season which we are calling the lore of babel we're going to kick off the third season with the books of babel by josiah bancroft i'm really excited the first two books were self-published and i actually read them because he was a friend of a friend and they were absolutely amazing. And he rightfully got picked up by Orbit. And the third book got published by Orbit. And the fourth book just came out in November. So we're covering this like just after the whole series finished. Yay! So if you haven't exciting. read the books of Babel, highly, highly suggest it. And we will start covering them um, mid-January. Thank you for joining us. Happy holidays. Have a great Christmas, Kwanzaa. Monica, I think it's already over, but I hope you had a great one. And New Year's. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Sagas and Sass podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Sagas and Sass.